One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, this was not the podcast I had hoped to be recording tonight. As on Sunday night, the Lightning lose 2 to 1 to Colorado in game 6 of the Stanley Cup final as the Avalanche are the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. The Lightning fall two games short in their quest for a three-peat that hadn't been done since the early 1980s. I'm Steve Versnick, filling in for Rick Stroud tonight, who's on vacation. And this podcast may be a little shorter than normal, uh, maybe a little different, as it's uh, almost 2.30 in the morning as I'm recording this now, after Game 6. So, uh, But some things to go over in the game. And I- I'm going to play some quotes from John Cooper uh, about the season and, and everything that went into it. But first of all, and we hadn't talked since Friday night's Game 5, what a gutsy effort the Lightning had in Colorado. If you remember the first two games in Colorado, they did not play very well. The first game went to overtime. They lost 4-3. to three. Played They played okay in, in the first game. Although Colorado speed, and they came out with two goals early and just relentless at the beginning. Game two, maybe it was the legs, the altitude, everything about it, but they got they got crushed seven to nothing in that game. And the Lightning came back and won game three at home. And then they lose game four in overtime. And controversy, too many men on the ice, et cetera, but they lose the game. And now they're down three games to one in the series. Going back to Colorado where they haven't played very well. And they gutted out a tremendous win on game five to bring the series back for game six. And you're thinking, if you can win the on home ice, where the Lightning have been very good this postseason, only lost twice, that if they could win that game, then you go to a game seven, and who knows what happens. Uh, and then you get to game six, and the Lightning score first on Sunday night. Uh, relentless forecheck from Kucherov, Palat, and Stamkos forces a steal. Stamkos is wide open in front of the net and buries it. And the Lightning are up one nothing in game six. And you're thinking... Could Colorado start to get worried? Could they get nervous? You know, or they were up three to one in the series. Now it's three two, and now they're trailing in Game Six. And if they lose this game, now it's three three going to a Game Seven. But give Colorado a lot of credit, and and we can talk about the controversy on both goals. To be honest, so the first goal, there's a penalty on on the Lightning. The official's arm is going up as Nick Paul pushes the puck forward. He has control of it. He's pushing it forward to try to get it out of the zone. The referee's arm's not quite up yet, but the penalty is being called. Well, the officials didn't say he had control of the puck, and it turns out the Colorado Avalanche are able to keep it in the zone, and it turns into, on a delayed penalty, Nathan McKinnon buries a shot from, from the dot and gets it by Vasilevsky, and it's 1-1. Steven Samko's very upset, talked to the officials. They talked it over, but ultimately did not say the Lightning had control of the puck after the penalty was called. Should have been, but those are the breaks sometimes. On the second goal, which turned out to be the game-winning goal, Manson hooks Pierre-Edward Belmar, knocks him to the ice because of the hook. It ends up forcing a three-on-two up the ice, which the Avalanche score on, take a 2-1 lead, and ultimately that ends up being the game-winning goal as that's the final. The officials blew that call, but you make those breaks, and... When you skate as hard as the Avalanche do 
and are as relentless as they are, sometimes you get those breaks. Do, do I think the officials blew it? Absolutely on that call. Would they have scored regardless if, if Pierre Edward Balmar was standing up? Maybe. Don't know. Don't know if that would have changed the, the play. Although I guess the play would have been dead. So technically, if it's a penalty, then, then the lightning would have been on the power play. The first goal, it's a delayed penalty. So even if they say Nick Paul has control, the Avalanche are going on the power play where they've been very lethal this 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 series. So there's no guarantee you're not going to give up a goal there, but you would have liked the shot at it. But sometimes those are the calls in the, in the playoffs, and you have to fight through those. And, and ultimately, the Lightning have to score more than one goal in that game, six. And give Colorado a ton of credit. They have a 2-1 lead going into the third period on the road in game six, and they put on a clinic in the third period. To be honest... It's what the Lightning have done to teams for the last three seasons in the postseason. Get a lead, go to the third period, and lock it down. And that's exactly what Colorado I think the Lightning finished with four shots in the third period. Maybe it was one or two more than that. They had a couple of really good shots. Kucherov had a couple opportunities. But for the most part, Colorado did what Tampa Bay does to teams in that last period. I was talking to Phil Esposito during the first intermission. And that first period was a wild period. I, I mean, it was flying up and down the ice, not many whistles, just go, go, go. And I, I said to Phil, I said, what worries me is I think Colorado said, we don't think Tampa can keep up with us. If we're just relentless in forcing them to skate up and down the ice, we're going to wear them out. And by the end of the game, they were out of gas. I, whether it's from just the skating in the game, the series, the injuries. And John Cooper talked about after the game. He says, look, if this was a regular season game, half our AHL team is playing. And, and maybe we'll find out the injuries this week. The Lightning probably Tuesday or Wednesday will have the, the day where the players come in and clean out their lockers. And usually there's media veils there. And maybe we'll find out what, what was wrong with Braden Point, what Anthony Sorelli's has. Uh, what other players are dealing with. Brendan Hagel, Eric Chernak, who keeps blocking shots and leaving the ice and coming back. Uh, and maybe many others have injuries we don't even know about. And the, and the way John Cooper and some of the players after the game talked about, there's probably a lot more players that are hurt than we even know. And that's what an 82-game season and three years of, Stan, of Stanley Cup runs have done. And the Lightning have nothing to be ashamed of in this performance. As Steven Stamko says, we wanted to leave it all on the ice. We did that. Sometimes you come up short, but we left it all on the ice. And he's exactly right. This team, no one expected them to get – well, I shouldn't say that. They were not expected when the playoffs started to get this far. As, as John Cooper pointed out, they did not have home ice at all in the playoffs. They were on the road. Started on the road every series in this playoffs. They finished third in their division. And while they were the defending champs and some people gave them, picked them to win or go far because of that, most of the, the picks were on Florida, Toronto, Carolina. Colorado was the favorite out of the West, maybe Calgary too. But this Lightning team showed you what champions are made of. Being down three games to two to, to Toronto, 
and being down going into the third period of that game six and finding a way to win that game. Going down two games to nothing to New York and then winning four in a row. Being on the brink against Colorado, coming up with a gutsy game five performance. And, and, a, and a, a great effort in game six. It wasn't enough. But this Lightning team has been something to behold for eight years now. I mean, and, and actually, let me just play some of John Cooper's comments about this team, this group, and, and some of the things they've accomplished. And, and while, you know, as he even says, he wasn't prepared for a speech today, but, you know, what this group has accomplished is, is, is amazing. It's, it's tough because it's so raw. Uh, we haven't been through this feeling in three years, but... If you take a step back, I don't have a speech prepared. I didn't think we were going to lose the game. So it's hard to come in five minutes after, and, and so you just speak from the heart. You remember the teams you win with. Regardless of the league you're coaching in, you'll always remember those teams. And you don't remember as much the ones you don't win with. But I will always remember this team for what they endured, what they went through to get to this point you have to marvel at them. It's a little shock and awe of what this group accomplished to get here. And it was different than the other ones. It was just different. The back against the wall, the teams we faced, like you go through the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Florida Panthers, and like, it's I'm driving to, who do we play after? The Rangers. <laughs> That's how worn out I am. We had never had home ice. Like we played all these star-studded teams and they found a way. And we just ran into one more brick wall. And we just couldn't get through this one. The three teams that we played were, I mean, they could be sitting up here out in the ice right now, raising the Stanley Cup. That's how good they were. So anyway, that's, I told the guys, just marveled at what they did. We're not done. Like, the last eight years, we've been to six conference finals. That's what, you know what today is? Today is a crushing loss. We, we played this whole season to get to this goal, and we finished two days short of being a part of history, but this group is part of history. We should take a step back and sit here in a league, that, as I said, is stacked against the cards. They want parity. To go to, a, to win 11 straight playoff series and whatever it is, like third all-time, like these guys are right up there with the 80s Islanders, Oilers, like those teams you talk about for decades. I hope people talk about that group in there for decades because young hockey fans coming up, and they're watching the same t- team parade to the final every single year. You can't, it, you don't do it by fluke. And these guys warriored their way to that point. Like I said, we just we met our match in this series. But I hope people think of this team and and write about this team for years to come for what they've gone through in the last three years. Before we continue looking back at this Lightning season and this Lightning team. I want to shout out to our, our sponsor, Air Rescue. Don't suffer this summer with your old AC system. Call the experts at Air Rescue and make sure your house is going to be cool all summer long. Air Rescue offers superior service at unbeatable prices. Your unit can perform 30% better and last longer with regular maintenance by Air Rescue. Their award-winning team delivers 24 hours emergency service 24-7. 100% satisfaction guaranteed for residential installation and repairs. It's a family-owned business with over 75 years in the business. Air Rescue offers 100% financing, affordable payments, and very easy application process with no administration, bake fees, or extra costs with financing. Call 
613-612-5600. That's 813-612-5600. Or go to airrescueflorida.com for the air conditioning experts. Air Rescue. I was thinking about as I was leaving the arena tonight and, you know, and talking to a lot of the staff there and, and people, it's, it's, you know, a somber night and, 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 you know, the, the morale in the office is a little down, although not like it was three years ago when they lost to Columbus in four games, but you started thinking back and, and a few of us had some conversations of this eight year run that this team is on six Eastern conference championships in eight seasons, four Stanley cup finals, two Stanley cups in a cap era where that's not supposed to happen. It is incredible. And as Steven Stamkos and many other players pointed out, who says they're done? We'll get to next year's roster, but the whole team is practically back. Minus one or two guys, unless Julian Breezewell decides to make some other changes. But they have four unrestricted free agents. And I don't believe any restricted free agents this year. Yeah, four unrestricted free agents on their roster. Jan Ruda, Nick Paul, Andre Palat, and Riley Nash. Everybody else is under contract. Now, they're about $2 million over the cap next year. But they have $6.875 million of Brent Seabrook's money, which will be long-term injured reserve. So they still have, by my quick math, around just under $5 million left to play with. Now, I don't think you can sign Nick Paul, Andre Palat, Riley Nash, and Jan Ruta for $5 million, All of them. So there's going to be some decisions. But the core is back. Cooch, Point, Stamkos. Sorelli, McDonough, Hedman. Of course, Vasilevsky's back. Sergachev. The bulk of this roster will be back next year. And, and maybe Julian Breezeball makes a move or two. But there's no reason that they can't compete again next year. But this run that the Lightning have been on, you think back to in, in 2015, First, in 2014, let's go a year before. They get swept by Montreal in the playoffs. They make the playoffs, but get swept. Nikita Kucherov, a healthy scratch for two of those games. He's a young player at that time. But then you get to the next year, and the team really gelled. And you had the triplets line for him. You had you know Kucherov with Tyler Johnson and, and Andre Palat, and that, they had a phenomenal season. And led them through the playoffs. Tyler Johnson was amazing in that playoffs until he broke his hand. And they go all the way to the Stanley Cup final against Chicago. Take a two games to one lead over Chicago. And then for the first time all season, lose three straight. As the Blackhawks, the more experienced team that already won two cups prior to that, win their third cup. Not in a row, of course, but... And... You know, the thought kind of was, well, the Lightning will be back. We'll be back. And, and, and to show you how hard it is to get back, the Lightning the next season take Pittsburgh to seven games in the Eastern Conference Final, but ultimately fall short. Ben Bishop was hurt. Andre Vasilevsky's playing in that series. Steven Stamkos was hurt throughout and came back in game seven. The next season, then, they get off to a horrible start. 
They get hot late in the season. They miss the playoffs by one point. And you start thinking, oh, I, you know, I don't know about this team. Well, the next season, then they go out and they end up back in the Eastern Conference Finals and take a three games to two lead on Washington. Don't end up scoring a goal the last two games and, and end up losing the Eastern Conference Final there. Then they go out the next year and set NHL records, 62 wins, 128 points. Nikita Kucherov scores 128 points, wins the Hart Trophy. Victor Hedman wins the Norris. Andre Vasilevsky wins a Vesna. Amazing throughout this run, John Cooper never wins the Jack Adams Award for Coach of the Year. Still hasn't. But they, they set all those records, and then they get swept by Columbus in the first round. And we can, we've talked about many times some of the issues of they just didn't play defensive hockey very well. Victor Hedman, of course, had a concussion prior to the playoffs. Played the first two games, but really wasn't himself. Didn't play the last two. Nikita Kucherov gets suspended during the series and just kind of fell apart. And in one week, they hit bottom. with the butt of all the jokes. And for a year, they had to eat it. They come out. They The next season, they get on a good run. They went at one point 23-2-1 after Christmas, or starting, I believe, the game before Christmas and then throughout to put them in a really good playoff spot. Struggled a little bit, then COVID hit. Shut down the season, but they come back in the bubble, and they're motivated. And they march through the bubble. Didn't go to a game seven once. Didn't face an elimination game, and the Lightning win their first Stanley Cup. Steven Stamkos didn't play much, had five shifts in, in game three of the Stanley Cup final. And so the next year, it's a COVID-shortened season, weird, but different divisions. The Lightning get off to a good start, struggle late. Everyone kind of writes them off, but they turn the switch on. Beat Florida in the round one, Carolina, you know the story. They go on to win their second straight Stanley Cup. Then they come back for this season. Finished third in the division, but all eight teams in the Eastern Conference finished with 100 points or more. They finished with 110, had a great regular season. Yeah, Florida won the President's Trophy and Toronto had more. But they're, they're, they're not the favorite in any of the series. They start on the road. They're the visiting team for each series. They're down three games to two to Toronto. Find a way to win that series. Sweep Florida. Go down 2 nothing to New York. And then Colorado, probably the better team. Although the Lightning in this series, 5-on-5, five five, held, held their own very well. Uh, the, the penalty kill was a struggle for the Lightning, and their power play was a struggle as well. Colorado gets, what, six power play goals in the series. Lightning got two, including one of those was a 4-on-3 in Game 5. But this Lightning team has been on one hell of a run for eight years. I don't, in a cap era, I don't know of another run like, I mean, I guess, I mean, you can go back to, of course, the Avalanche went to, what, seven conference finals in nine years, but that was back in the 90s and early 2000s before the salary cap in hockey. The Bulls in the 90s, of course, Michael Jordan went to won six titles in eight years, including two years he retired in the middle. Basketball is a little different, though, because one person can change a team a lot more than, than, say, hockey. The Patriots, maybe. I mean, you know, there's a 20-year dynasty with 
Belichick and Tom Brady. But their whole roster changed over. So maybe that maybe that's just as impressive, kind of the runs they've been on with Super Bowls and that. But beyond that, I mean, the Penguins won two in a row before the Lightning. The Blackhawks won three in five years, or three in six years, at the start of the, the 2010s decade. But this Lightning team, I mean, they've played more hockey than anyone else in weird circumstances. No matter what you throw in front of this team, they don't flinch. And it, it, was, it, it wasn't good enough tonight. It wasn't good enough in this series against Colorado. But as Steven Stamko said, they left it all out there. No question about it. And we'll talk more about this series, or we'll talk more about this team this week. Tom Jones is going to join us on the podcast tomorrow. Of course, longtime uh, writer for the Tampa Bay Times. You guys know him well on this podcast, but he covered the Lightning for many years. We'll talk to him. We'll probably get uh, Eduardo and Cena on later this week once the players kind of wrap up and do their post-interviews. I believe that's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday. The, the, they'll clean out their lockers and that. Everybody's got the day off today. But just just a phenomenal run. Um, and, and I know as a Lightning fan, it's hard to think about it right now. Because for the first time in three years, you're not the Stanley Cup champion. or not the defending Stanley Cup champion. And that's hard and weird. And, you, you know, you kind of felt like, hey, they're going to do it again. They won 14 playoff games this year. I mean, they have won 44 – or no, no, hold on. Let me get that right. Yeah, 40, 46 playoff games in the last three seasons. 46. I mean, a regular season, that, 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 that's over half of a season. That's just the games they've won. If you count the games they've lost, I think it's in the 70s. They've almost played an extra season the last three years of hockey to show you how tired and beat up they are. Almost another season. And they're not done. I mean, we'll see what the roster looks like next year, and we'll see how everyone heals up and once we you know learn more about their injuries and that. But, you know, the core of this group is locked in. So Lightning fans should be disappointed in the outcome, but proud of this team and excited what the future is going to hold. And the regular season opens October 11th. I don't know if the Lightning will play that night, but that's the regular season opener. So you're really three and a half months away. A great run. But the final chapter is not written on this group either. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, like I said, we'll talk more about this. The Rays, meanwhile, after a disappointing road trip and struggling with the Yankees and their bats, sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're now 10-1 and in interleague games this year. They've won 10 in a row. That's, I think, the second longest streak in team history, if I recall. 
trying to pull up the notes so that I, I get those numbers right. They're 17 and one in interleague games at Tropicana Field since last season. So just they they have owned the National League in interleague play. Shane Planahan, third career game with double digit strikeouts. He now has gone six innings or more and allowed two earned runs or fewer in nine straight starts. It's the longest in franchise history, passing Paul Wilson back in 2001 and 2002. But Shane McClanahan becoming an ace. And we've talked about how his maturity and how he's handled the mental part of being a top-end guy in a a rotation very well. And that was always... The worry going into the season was, you, you know, you knew he was your top of the, the rotation guy with Tyler Glass now hurt. And you needed him to perform well. But how could he stand up to the pressure or the mindset and, and going against other teams' top guys too? And he's done extremely well. It's been really fun to watch his development. Uh, Isak Paredes continues to rake. Uh, leading the team in home runs. Uh, what is he? 10 for his last 15 over the last four games. Five home runs, two doubles, nine ribbies, and 17 plate appearances. Had the walk-off hit on Saturday to win it for the Rays. Uh, you know, I, I know there's talk a couple weeks ago about, you know, why'd they trade Austin Meadows? As particularly as the offense was struggling and not hitting runners in, and Paredes is the guy they got back for Meadows, and and he's starting to heat up and looking pretty good. So, a base running still an issue. Lots of outs on the bases again this this weekend. Although Randy Rosarina should have been out stealing and did a nice swim move to be safe on Sunday. It's still an area I I don't understand with the Rays and how poor at times they can be on the base pass advancing trying to extend hits going when they shouldn't it's 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 for like i've said as good as they are at so many things it's amazing how at times it can they can make a lot of bad decisions on the base pass but it didn't end up costing them over the weekend as they sweep the pittsburgh pirates the rays are off today the milwaukee brewers in town for a quick series Mark Topkin's going to join us on the podcast on Wednesday. So you'll, we'll get uh, latest on the Rays as uh, they are 12, 12 and a half games back, I believe. And I'll look it up real quick to make sure I have the standings right. Uh, the Yankees got no hit on Saturday, and there were no hit for six innings on Sunday. Ended up winning that game in extra innings. Rays are eight games above 500, 12 and a half back of the Yankees. Tied for third in the division with Toronto. Boston's now in second, a game and a half ahead of the Rays. The Rays would be in the playoffs if the playoff if the playoffs started today. Both uh, all, four, all four teams in the American League East, with the exception of Baltimore, would make the playoffs. So, so we'll talk to Mark on Wednesday's podcast. Tom Jones coming up on tomorrow's podcast as we'll kind of talk about the Lightning, the, this run over the last eight years, and their legacy and. And if they're a dynasty, I believe they are. Uh, but I suppose that's, you know, John Romano had a great column in the Tampa Bay Times talking about that and about how we, sh- we should appreciate this run. And you could debate that, but, you know, what they've done in a salary cap era 
and they're not done yet is 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 damn impressive. So, uh, Rick Stroud's on vacation. I'm Steve Versnick filling in. Uh, I know this was maybe a different podcast than you're used to, maybe a little more rambling. I apologize. It's almost 3 o'clock in the morning now, uh, so I'm going to head off to bed and uh, get some rest. And like I said, Tom Jones will join us tomorrow, Mark Topkin on Wednesday, and then we'll get some other stuff later in the week, maybe Eduardo and Cena. If you've got any mailbag questions or anything you want answered, feel free to uh, tweet them at us. You can tweet at SportsDayTV. You can tweet at Steve Versnick, me directly, or at NFL Stroud. I always check uh, his mentions as well. Or you can email uh, sportsdaytb at gmail.com. Sportsdaytb at gmail.com. For Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, I'm Steve Versnick. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.